This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the VO life. You know, this is going to probably be the best podcast I've ever done. And I don't say that bragging. I say that because I really sat down and put a lot of notes together and ideas together and things because here lately there's a lot of questions from new people getting in. And I guess because of the VO Life page, we have a lot of people who are thinking about voiceover. Not really sure. Maybe I want to get in. And I know I made those six little videos that kind of touch on it, but they really didn't go to the heart and soul of why a lot of people want to do this and what the difficulty is in doing this and what it really truly takes to be a voiceover person. And let me say first and foremost, I want to say a voice actor. Um, and it's hard. So let's start out with some of the things that you're going to run into up front, which the first is family support. If you're a husband or wife and have children, you've got to carve time out to be able to do this. Now, let me say up front, if you're expecting in a month to be making money, you're in the wrong business. If you're expecting in six months to quit your job, you're probably going into the wrong business. If you expect that in about a year, I'll have this all figured out and I'll know what I'm doing and I can probably start making a little side money, okay, you're in. You've got the right mentality because this is not, it's not a hurry up thing. It's just not. And if you're in it for that, you're in it for the wrong reason. And it's also not a thing that you look at as just another thing I'm going to try. Folks, this needs to be passion for you. It needs to be passion. So let me start back with the family support thing because starting is very hard. There are hours and hours and hours of no return on investment. You've got to spend money. And you know the business saying is you got to spend money to make money. you got to spend a little money on this. You may have some of the stuff laying around. Uh, You may have a walk-in closet. You may be able to get by for a little while. But bottom line, you're going to spend a little money, and I'll get to that later. And then thinking about the time away, you're going to spend a lot of time away, or you're going to spend a lot of hours after everybody's gone to bed working on your craft. You have to. You're not going to get better at this overnight. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you let a guy who watched six YouTube videos work on your car? You probably haven't. When's the last time you would let a first-year medical student uh, do a heart transplant? Not going to happen. You're a professional going into this, and you have to look at it as being a professional. And if you're not going about it that way, please, please think hard about going into this. Um, it's, It's very deep water at times. There's a lot of people starting up every week. And yeah, there's only so much work. There's plenty of work, but there's only so much work. I get it, not just because of the industry and the way they were doing things before. Uh, They could go record car commercials for a few hours and make $3,000. I get that. Uh, But back then, there weren't YouTube narrations. There weren't all this e-learning. They didn't have all this other. So we don't know what they would have done back then, and they don't either. 
So I'm, I'm not critical either way. I'm just saying I understand their side, but I sure hope they understand our side. This is a place for us to start. It's a work from home thing now. We all have a home studio and the playing field is level. And yes, it's brought rates down some. I, I get that. And yes, we want higher rates. I don't want to read for five bucks or 10 bucks either. But the bottom line is you got to start somewhere. All right, so we've talked about the, uh, you know, the being away, the time away, and how stressful this is on family. You're having a lot of fun doing this if you really love it, but are they having fun? Are you taking away from them? Be very careful. It, it, it's, it's really a thin line and a tightrope to walk. Uh, you got to be careful. Um, making sure you spend your regular family time. Don't let things change a lot. You're going to have to sacrifice if this is what you want. You're going to have to do the late nights. You're going to have to do the the times when they're asleep. And that's just the way it is. And if you're not willing to do it that way, and if you're you're the, the type person who says, well, I don't care. They just need to support me. It doesn't work that way. You're going to fail because eventually that's going to bring you down. A lot of people say, well, when's the best time to start? Well, there's no good time to start. There's no bad time. The best time to start is now and start learning and start deciding how many hours a day you can put in and form a plan. And for, for goodness sakes, talk to someone that has done what you've done or what you're about to do, but don't go find someone that's a five or 10 year veteran. Go find somebody that's a year ahead of you and make friends and say, how did you do it? What did you do? and ask for a little bit of help. You don't have to have all the help. You don't need all the answers. You need to work for those answers just like they did, but let them help you a little, give you a little direction, a little push. Go look at this guy. Go listen to this podcast. Go watch this video. That's the way you get your help. Get pointed in the right directions, but you need to do the work. Please don't come ask those questions of, where do I get work? Uh, what do I do this? What do I do that? No, research on your own and dig and learn. You're going to get a lot of different answers, some good, some bad, and then you can discern what the right and wrong answers are between you and that friend. And it may be someone you don't even know yet. Get in these Facebook groups, troll around a little bit, listen, learn, watch. Don't jump in the first day and ask, where do I get work? I'm new. What do I do next? All those answers are there. You just got to look for them. But you appear sometimes to some people so green, uh, it, it upsets them and bothers them. It really does. And a lot of people aren't that way. I'm not that way. I'm going to ask what I can do to help you. But some people find it offensive. So the best thing to do is hang back, read, and watch, and watch for a while. And like we said, the best time to start is now. So how many hours can you genuinely commit? Is it one? Is it two? Uh, is it every other day? Two? Is it six a week? Make a schedule. Start on that and make sure it's a passion and make sure you understand, as we said earlier, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. you got to be in this for the long haul. The other depressing side is don't expect everyone to support what you're doing. You're going to be very happy and proud once you start getting into this and learning and you want to tell people all about it. Don't be surprised how many of them look at you like you have a third eye in the middle of your head. They will. 
because the mantra that they see or the picture they see about voiceover is a guy in a studio in California doing animation for Walt Disney World or something. They don't understand there's tons of e-learning and phone systems and informational stuff and the stuff from overseas. There's piles and piles of work. They don't know that. They just think that you think you're going to be some kind of animation movie star or a cartoon character. That's what people think voiceover is, a lot of people. And it it can be, it can derail you and don't let that happen. Remember, again, and I keep saying this over and over, expect this to be a long haul, months of learning, of feedback, of training, of digging, and improving uh, because after all, you, you know, like I said earlier, you don't want uh, the guy with two weeks of watching YouTube rebuilding your engine. You want someone who understands and knows what to do. You have to take a professional path. This is not a jump right in business. You should not be on a platform immediately. You should not uh, be trying to get work immediately. You've got a lot to learn because what happens, people will go out and they'll somehow get, get work and then they're jumping back on Facebook in these groups saying, help me, help me. I got this work. What I do, what I do, how do I price it, what I do. You should already know all that. You should appear to be the consummate professional when you get that first job. You should know how to handle it, how to record it, how to mix it, how to edit it, how to get it out the door in whatever form they want. Do they want an MP3? They want a wave? Is it some crazy phone thing and they need something else? You should know all of this before you start. Have the knowledge. Appear a professional. It's about being professional. Also, don't shortchange all the needs that are going to come with being a voiceover or being a voice artist or a voice actor. Don't shortchange that. You have to have a room or a space that is well-treated that gives good, quiet sound. You have to have proper equipment. I'm not saying go buy expensive equipment, but you can't do this with junk. It will give you away. If you have a $99 mic, it could give you away. I'm not saying it won't. It could, depending on the work you're doing. You probably want to do upper type jobs. You don't always want to do these things that are cheaper. You're going to start out that way, but you don't want to stay that way. So you want to put that professional sound out there right off the bat. I'm not saying you have to go buy a $1,000 mic and a $500 interface. No, I'm saying don't rely on a USB mic plugged directly into your computer and that's it. Don't rely on that. Practice with it. If you want to go buy a $50 Fifine mic, I use one sometimes. I don't use it every day. I use it in an emergency if I need it. But practice with it. Use it. Practice on your phone. You can record on your smartphone, you know, and, and just sit and read aloud and, and learn to read without st- stuttering and st- st- stammering and messing up the words and, and you know, then learn how you're going to fix those things you messed up because you don't stop and start over again. That's what I thought when I started. I would get eight sentences in. I'm like, crap. And I'd go all the way back to the beginning and start over. I didn't know I could fix it, but I learned. I learned before I got on a platform. I learned. And that was the key. 
Training. Yes, please, start out self-training. But what I'm finding with new people that I work with and they're, they're, they think they're ready to do a demo, and some are, they come to me and they give me some samples and I really like what I'm hearing. Their sound is good. Their room is quiet. I like their reads. So they're, they're pretty much ready to put some samples together. Um, I'm not sure how good they are at editing yet. I haven't watched them, but here's what I'll know when I have them record some stuff for me and I send them, here's five spots. I want you to record these and, you know, send them back to me. And, you know, I need them back in two hours, you know, or whatever. And I get them back and I listen and I hear that they don't, they don't do a a click method. Uh, I don't think they're doing punch and roll, whatever. Then I'll go back and try to explain to them how to do some things. Um, but what I really find with, with them is they can do a couple of different styles or paces or tones, and that's it. And what we're looking for in that demo is a lot of variety. You want to, to go out with your demo with uh, four to five really good varieties of what you can do, whether it's you know the upbeat thing, it's the snarky type thing, it's the really heart-wrenching thing, it's the luxury car read, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you want to be able to mix that up. I have found with most of them, within 10 minutes, I can coach them into that read by saying, do this, do this, do this. But they don't realize when they're reading that, they're not interpreting the script. They're not uh, connecting with it like they should. And that's where you really need to get that coaching and training to learn to do that. It's the acting that gives people the fits. Um, It's tough. It's tough. I had to learn it myself. I mean, I I feel like I'm a person who, from childhood, I had the most vivid imagination. I I mean, my cars, my matchbox cars, they all, you know, this guy was driving, this guy's driving, this guy's driving. They're all talking to each other, and you stay at your house and don't come over to my house. And I was always in imagination mode. The G.I. Joes, the Big Jim stuff, you know, always. And then when I got a cassette recorder, oh, boy, here we go. I'm reading the sports scores. I'm reading out of the newspaper. And, hey, I'm all of eight years old doing all this because I loved to do that stuff. And it took me 50 more years almost to where I was trying to do it for a living. So that's a passion. I always wanted to do it. I wanted to go back to broadcast school and and, uh, anything I could do. But then I found out at the age of 18, that you didn't make a lot of money in radio back then. This was the early 1980s, unless you were in a big major market. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. And I went on into business. And that's what I did for a long, long time. Okay, so we're talking about the self-training. And you've got to get more than that. You've got to get formally trained as well. Be sure you're asking people in your Facebook groups, successful people, Who have you coached with? Who have you worked with? What workshops have you gone to? I highly recommend workshops to start out. I also highly recommend you can go in and watch the workshops. Let's say the workshop's $75. They will sometimes allow people to audit what they call audit the workshop. Just watch. You don't get to participate, but you watch for $20 or $25. So then you get a a grip on what they're going to do And then when you come back and pay to be in the workshop, you're not caught off guard. You know what's coming. And I think that is the best place to start is an open workshop where there's about six people. 
And not only do you learn what was taught on your read, you learn what was taught on five other people's reads who are probably in about the same position you are. Very smart thing to do. One thing I want to say up front, and I've said this for ages, do not jump in and go get a professional demo. They can make you sound pretty good, but you can't reproduce it. You're not ready for that. Don't let somebody reel you into some place that you're going to put you through six weeks of training, then you're going to get a demo. I don't know that they're all bad or all wrong, but I've not seen anything good come from it because everyone that's done that that I know of have has ended up not being able to mix and master and do their own thing. And then they're like, crap, I don't know what to do. I got this demo and I sent it out and then somebody ordered from me and I can't make it sound the way they want it. Ah, that's got to hurt. And that's what can happen if you get ahead of yourself. So don't go out and do that yet. Learn, learn, and learn. Another thing you can do is follow those who've already done what you're about to do. They're not five years ahead of you or 10 years ahead of you. They're just a year ahead of you, so maybe six months ahead of you. They, but they've, they're working a little. They're getting some business. Be friends with some of those people. Network with them. Talk to them. What did you do? How did you do this? And a lot of them are very willing to share. These groups are wonderful for that. Learn from people, but don't be a pest. One of the things that really agitates people is a lot of them had to go out and hunt and dig and hunt and read and read and hunt and watch stuff. And then somebody comes along and basically wants you to take everything you did and hand it to them. Don't be that person who is saying, just hand me the information. I I don't want to wait. Be the person who will say, "Where, where can I go to get that? How can I learn how to do this? And go do it on your own. Folks, it's it's true with everything, not just voiceover. You will appreciate it a heck of a lot more if you learn it because you'll learn it. You won't forget it and you can apply it. But if somebody's handing it to you over and over, you haven't really learned anything. You've just borrowed it or stolen it. Don't do that. Learn. Work for it. You'll appreciate it. And pay it forward. When your time comes and you're learning and you're doing okay, and somebody comes to you, pay it forward. Help them out. This is what I went through. This is what I did. This is how I did it. That's what I'm trying to do right now with this podcast and everything I do extra. I'm just trying to share what I've done. Everyone needs some kind advice. And remember, you had help, and you needed it, and you got it. But you also went out there and learned and worked on your own, and that's what you want to encourage them to do, the same exact thing. So what type of person does it take to make it in this? That's a crazy question because I'm sure there's all types, but here's what I believe. You definitely got to have the energy and the stamina. You have to be fearless to take everything as far as you can take it sometimes. You also have to be resilient because you will be shot down 80% of the time. And that is the average. You're going to be shot down a lot. It's tough. If you have an acting background, if you have a public speaking background, a training background, whatever that comes from or wherever it comes from, 
I do believe that is a huge help. Huge. You have to emotionally connect with the script. And I'm going to say that again because if you cannot do that, you are really going to struggle and you'll only be a quote-unquote one-trick pony. You must emotionally connect with the copy every time. You have to. If you get in a hurry and you run through it, you're not going to connect. If you're not pre-reading it and not understanding it, you're not going to connect. If you don't know that this needs to be read in the very quiet, a very emotional voice, you're not going to connect. If you don't see that this is informative and I need to speak to you with an informative voice, you're not going to connect. You must connect with copy. If you can't read it and understand it and draw from it, it's going to be hard. You're not reading. You are living that so someone else feels it. And you have to make them feel it. And what is it you want them to feel? It can be tough. All right, so we're getting into... (laughs) Getting into time here, and I want to wrap this up. I want to give you 10 bullet points to wrap this up, and I want you to remember these and, and, and really stick to it. Number one, get support. Without it, guilt and doubt will derail you. Don't let your family down. Make sure you got support. Number two, get formal training. Go to workshops first. Get formal training. Go to workshops. Yes, I want you to watch YouTube and learn from other people, but you have to eventually get formal training. Number three, hire a coach. Work one-on-one with a coach. One session, two sessions, whatever you can afford to do. Make sure you hire a coach and get references from people you know. Number four is finding a mentor or a VO buddy that's ahead of you doing just a little better so you can pair up with that person and really work hard to be their friend. There's something you can give them in return. You've got to have a VO buddy or a mentor. Number five is practice, but practice well. Don't start practicing until after you're coached because you may develop bad habits. Read, absolutely. Get things to read out loud. Read magazine articles. Read newspaper articles. Learn to read ahead. Learn to train your eyes and your brain to work together to where you're not staggering and stumbling. Number six, listen to successful VOs and learn from them. And when I say listen to them, I mean listen to their work. Don't, I'm not talking about going and listening to them lecture. Go to Voices.com and listen to the top 50 people. Listen to their demos. Listen how good they are. And it's not the quality of the demo. Listen how they read it. And, And figure out what draws you in when you listen to them. What did they do to make me lean forward? What did they do to make me want to hear the next sentence? How did they do that? Learn, learn, learn. Number seven is practice more. The more you learn, the more you practice, the better you practice, the better you get. 
Next is make sure during all of this, you're learning to mix and edit in your DAW. If you're not adept at it or to the point you should be or your sound's not just right, spend the money to get help. Depending on what DAW you're using, that would depend on maybe who you'd reach out to. Lots of good help out there for reasonable prices. Lots of good help. And number nine is networking with other VO people. Be careful not to over-network. Don't spend your two hours a day you're dedicated to voiceover and waste 45 minutes of it in Facebook groups. Maybe check stuff now and then or, or search stuff in the search bar of things you're curious of. You don't have to hang out in there all the time. And you surely don't want to be answering questions in there yet. Wait until you've been at this six months or a year. Then you can help those that are just jumping in, answer the, the people that are needing that kind of help. But be patient with all that. And then number 10, make a demo and go to work. If you've come that far and you've got all that under your belt, then you're ready to give it a try. Will everyone be successful by following all this? Nah, probably not. Will there be those that are successful and they don't half follow any of this? Yep, there's always exceptions. Will some of those burn out and disappear? Probably. If you have a passion for what you do, you'll never give up. And that's my predicament. I didn't expect to go full-time in January this year. It was kind of a, the stars aligned in some ways and in other ways, it was time for me to make a change. At 58 years old, it wasn't the smartest change probably because if I could have worked four more years, I could have started drawing Social Security from a job that paid in the six figures, paid very well but I was burnt out and this is what I love doing. So this is what I'll continue to do. Will this work for everybody? No. Will it work for you? I don't know. Work for me. It's helped me. And this is kind of the steps that I've followed. I continue to be coached. I'm going to VO Atlanta here in just a few weeks to go through breakout classes with certain people that I really admire that I want to learn from. And I hope the connections I make there and the networking I do there helps me go a little further and be a little busier. But what I really hope is it makes me a little better. That is my desire. I really, really want to be good at what I do. I want my sound to be good. I want my reads to be good. I don't have to have the biggest amount coming in every month. There, there's going to be others that will make more than me every month from here on out. That's okay. But what I put out needs to be the best I can put out. I need to put every effort into it. Whether I'm reading for SpaceX channel and the Tesla channel, which I do now, or I'm reading for the Texas food channel, or I'm doing a regional television spot for Kentucky Higher Education or I'm doing a, uh, uh, an internet advertising spot for Country Boy Sausage. I want them all to say, he really did a good job on that. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what you should be looking for. It's not a prideful thing. It's a thing of wanting to do your best and wanting to put forth the best effort. So if that's really what you want to do, then start the right way. Take your time and do it the right way. 
Otherwise, you're either in too fast, you're in over your head, and you're going to end up getting frustrated and quit. And I know that happens because I'm, I've bought equipment from people who were in voiceover for two weeks or a month. And it's sad because they probably jumped in thinking it was a get-rich-quick thing. So be diligent, be smart, do the right things, and you can be successful. Be talented. If this is something that scares you and you don't like talking and I just don't have that big of an imagination, Uh, I don't know what you're talking about by trying to be in this character, I don't know what you mean by lifting my voice, I don't know what you mean by, you know, doing this and getting intimate with the copy, I don't get it. I just want to read the stuff and get paid. Maybe you should be something else. Maybe. But for those who have the passion, and I sound like a preacher, if you have the passion and you're coming with everything you have, I do believe you will be rewarded. Hey, thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this, and I really enjoyed putting it together. It was fun to put together because I was able to really dig deep and and try to find a lot of good bullet points. So there again, I think I could almost just stop podcasting with this one. I don't know. What do you think? Hey, everybody have a great week. I wish you all the best as we continue to live the VO life. This was the VO life. It's over for now. Yay! Oh, aren't you all so glad? You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. Today's podcast episode may have been recorded in the bathroom, but you didn't hear that from me. 